Hey, it's Ann Samoylov. Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. We're at episode 42. I am so excited about that. Um, today, we are going to be talking to, we're going to actually have a shorter show today because I just want to, I want to talk about something that does come up. Um, of course, I get faced with lots of different people doing lots of different types of launches with lots of different um, backgrounds in launching things, whether it's offline or online, or maybe this is the first time they're doing anything like this in the business world. So the one thing that kind of happens over and over again, and as a planner, as someone who does, who has done this type of thing for a living, it, it always, it doesn't, it never surprises me really, but it, because actually when I was in animation, people would often come to us to come to our company with very little time to get things done. That's how it always is. You know, we've got, we don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of time. And whenever I think of that kind of scenario, something has got to give. And when we would, when we would bid those projects as they came in to the various places that I worked, um, we would always say, okay, well, if we're going to have to put a bunch of like more people on this to just meet their delivery deadline, the price is going to go up. If they can't budge on the price, then we're going to have to maybe not do as much on the project. Not necessarily dumb down the quality, but we definitely, you only have so many things. You have your resources, your people, you have time, and you have quality. And those three things uh, are things you're kind of going to, even, even when you're doing your own launches, will you'll constantly be backed up against these three things. So when people come to me with a month or less, perhaps sometimes two weeks or less before they actually want to start a launch, and and actually this has happened, it's funny, um, she would laugh, but a good friend of mine has come to me a few times, so I hope that you don't mind that I'm, uh, you know, I hope actually she doesn't mind that I'm kind of sharing her story. I'm not going to say who she is. I've got a lot of female entrepreneur friends. Um, but um, anyways, we'll keep her anonymous for now. But anyways, generally what happens when you give yourself a month or less is that you're not even just giving yourself that little time. You're giving your audience that little time to catch up, figure out what you're doing, and even know that you're launching in the first place. So that's that's something you have to think about. You're not even just giving yourself less time. You're giving them less time. You're giving your peeps less time. But generally, here's what you have to do. When you give yourself a month or less, you have to kind of make your list of things that you will likely not be able to do during your launch. And I hate to start with the negative, but sometimes you have to realize that if you have two weeks, unless you have all of the assets and you have all of the pieces for, let's say, a webinar, maybe you're not going to do a webinar. Um, if you're used to doing them, it's a system you're used to getting together really quickly. You use lead pages, you're going to put some Facebook ads up, then great. You can turn that around, no problem. It's all in what you are used to. But if you've never done a webinar, well, that might not be on your list of things to do if you have two weeks or less. So I think you get me here. I mean, the the goal of today's episode isn't to discourage you from doing those last minute launches all the time or, you know, because I know that that just sometimes happens. You may want to bring some quick revenue into your business or quick money in and you got to do it to pay the bills. I get it. 
but it is important and while I'm going to be saying you can't probably can't do this, you probably can't do that during this episode, I want you to challenge me. I want you to come back and challenge me because if you've got the system set up in your business to do those things you want to do, like I said, if you've got a if you've been doing webinars and that's that's your main thing and you love it, then don't take a month planning it. Like I said, there's a big difference between what you can do for your launch with three months or longer and 30 days or less. And here are some of those things. And and I really am hoping to discourage you from doing last minute launches, even if you it appears you're doing them last minute, if that makes any sense. Basically, a launch that doesn't require you to have any major lead time up to your announced date. Um, regardless, I, I do think those launches have their place, but the main the main reason I'm even talking about this today is because a they're stressful. I don't think they're it's necessary for you to feel that much stress when you're launching. So my job is to convince you to take a little bit longer. Start planning something three months out. It doesn't mean you have to be working on every single piece, but it just gives you so much more space to do all the things you're going to want to do. So with that said, here are some, here are actually three main things that I always say to people that you're just not going to be able to do. But again, that doesn't mean you're not going to be able to launch. It just means that having these three elements of your launch it's going to be it's going to make it tougher than it needs to be. And again, this is all based on your business. It isn't necessarily going to be the same for everyone's business. I'm going to tell you though how to combat those little, those three things and how to hopefully make it so that even if you choose to keep launching with 30 days or less, 15 days or less or whatever your rush launch is going to be, that you can somehow have elements of these things still but i'll share i'll share that with you in a second so first of all you likely aren't going to be able to have set up any kind of extensive or complex affiliate program um, you may not be able to contact affiliates with enough notice so that they can put it in their calendars you might be able to you setting up a whole back end where affiliate sales are tracked for the first time and well, you're not going to be able to have a long pre-launch period of time also where you're going to be able to do any kind of blog series or email series or warm up leading to the launch. And then you're also not going to be able to do that type of thing that just because there's no time, you can't all of a sudden be communicating out of nowhere to people, oh, I'm going to be launching this. I mean... You definitely could, but I feel like there's no warm-up time. You're not able to leak it. And I feel like the leaking of a launch is so crucial in getting yourself warmed up, getting the energy picked up, getting people interested and excited about what you're doing. But I I haven't been the best at leaking my launches all the time, and I don't think everybody is. Some are going to be longer leak periods where you start with just random mentions or you're getting people onto a an interest list. But if you have no time, then you don't even have time to hint to them that something's coming. You pretty much have to be ready to sell them as they walk in the door. 
And also, here's another piece is that you're not, you're likely not going to have a ton of time to do any additional or new outreach like guest posts or interviews. So you really have to make sure you have some of those things already done in the past that you can reuse. Um, which, I mean, if you, if you are doing these things on a regular basis, if you are attend, you know, speaking at events, maybe you're in online virtual events, maybe you are guest posting, maybe you are getting interviewed, maybe you are, um, a sponsor of some organizations. So maybe there are some various ways that you're, you're already getting in front of other people on a regular basis. If you are, that's great. Then you, I mean, and I actually think that is the way to go is to make sure that you are putting yourself out in front of people. And that way, when you do launch, you've already been doing it. You're laying the foundation and all of that content lives on the interwebs and you can share it. Again, the three things that really always come back to me are, Okay, well, the affiliate program is going to go because no time to really set that up. Again, I'm going to keep saying, unless you already have it set up. So you've got the affiliate program that you probably can't set up for the first time. You've got guest posts and new outreach that you likely aren't going to be able to do. Um, but it's good if you have it in the background. And then three would be there's no time to really leak or ramp up to your launch. There's there's almost the you got to be able to sell and be comfortable with selling as soon as they come onto your list, as soon as they come in the door. How can we fight this? If you know that in general, you're always going to launch or you're probably going to launch in a rushed fashion or whenever you want or very organically, most every single time you launch, then how can you fight this? Um, well, uh, pretty, pretty simple. And I kind of gave you a few hints as we were just, you know, as I was just chatting. And that is when you can set up an affiliate program that's almost like overarching for your whole business. Like it's always there. Maybe you regularly email every, every month you email your affiliates and you say, Hey, this is what's coming up this month. Here's, here's what we're up to. And that is a great way to get those people on board. Um, also it keeps you accountable as well. And I think that is a huge, uh, plus for affiliate programs because it's not just you. You're there with your partners. They're, they're trying to grow their businesses. And if they're part of their business model is having an affiliate promotional strategy, then you need to be able to communicate with them. So what that might look like for you is you set up an affiliate program when you're not launching, you invite people into it. You invite people to fill it out. You do all the back end setup and you will need probably some help doing it the first time. And then it just becomes regular communication. I'm not saying anything fancy, but take a look at two affiliate programs, which I think are great. I think the way they have them set up are easy to understand. They're always there. And I think that is um, much better than trying to set up an affiliate program just for a launch. So check out Leonie Dawson. She has a really wonderful affiliate program that I've been part of for a few years. And also Danielle Laporte has a great one um, because she actually, I mean, the power of the Desire Map, Firestarter Sessions, those are viral products. So it makes absolute sense that she would have her tribe of people 
also spreading the word about those things. So check those those two out, and I will put the link in the show notes as well, so you can check those out. Um, use that initial time, like I said, when you're setting up that affiliate program, to tell them how the program works, to set up, you know, a dashboard, to start getting used to making graphics, so that that is a system that works no matter when you're going to launch, um, and then set up that overarching affiliate program. And also, let me give you a few resources. So I know people who still use eJunkie, and it works fine. Um, it's very simplistic. You can set a kind of master link. So basically, if you have a shop page or you have products on your own site, you can make the link to your site, you know, like ansomoylove.com could be um, there could be an affiliate link just to that so that anybody who comes through the site and buys anything will get credit. Um, there's also WP eStore, which has, I think, an affiliate. I don't know what the affiliate program name is, but I will put that down below. If you use a program like Infusionsoft or a system um, like Infusionsoft or Entreport, they have affiliate programs built in, but you do still have to set them up. Um, and I know that there are a bunch of other ones. I'll try to grab a few more, just some various ones, because the WPE store one is like a WordPress plugin um, suite. There's two uh, plugins that kind of are always sold together. And eJunkie is kind of standalone. Um, and then you know, Infusionsoft and Entreport are a little more higher priced. So I'll find some ones that are in between for you, just so you can start getting those set up now, even if you don't know when the next time you're going to launch is, you'll be set and you can get used to communicating with your affiliates. So the next part is the pre-launch content or that whole leaking period of time. So you won't be able to do because if you're launching really quickly and maybe you're you have an ongoing product, then you may not be able to do um, as effective as a kind of a link um, a leaking strategy where you slowly over time tell people that something is coming and then bam something is here. So what I would say is that you can create an interest list or create an interest page. Um, create an autoresponder sequence that kind of does the same thing so that as soon as someone, let's say, comes on the fearless launching list, they would get a series of emails that kind of lets them know about the program, gives them a taste of what the teaching is like, maybe at some point makes them an offer. And you can do this in a number of different ways. I have a launch walkthrough sample sequence, which is a five-day sequence, which I'm actually turning into a 10-day sequence because I've been wanting to add some more content into it. And that sequence gives people a taste of what the launch walkthrough program is. And just so you guys know, that launch walkthrough program is a launch to-do list that's emailed to you. That's essentially what it is. Fearless Launching is more in-depth strategy and, and more of a coaching program as well as coaching uh, slash info product. Um, but 
getting an autoresponder going is a great way to just make sure that people who are coming in know what happens, that that you often open the doors last minute. You can even tell them, you know what, I'm pretty bad at giving uh, notice. So sometimes you're, you're going to receive emails from me out of the blue. I actually think that that would be funny. If you just full on just fessed up to your last minute launch habits. So uh, another thing you could do, so say you have a program like an e-course or maybe you have a quarterly or monthly workshop that you want to do. Um, All you have to do then is make sure you have that interest list for that and then make sure you have two or three emails to follow up that engage the people in some way you know perhaps maybe invites them to some sort of free community or invites them to your page, invites them to be part of your Instagram account, invites them to be part of something ongoing. So then that way they'll always know when you're going to be launching. So you don't really have to leak. You you already kind of bring them into the fold. So um, basically that just takes you deeper into what that autoresponder sequence should be. And uh, how I like to work that is The first one just asks them, what are they struggling with? What do they need to know? Like, okay, why are you here kind of thing? Second and third might be a little bit more teaching or, hey, here's here's how you can, here's here's this free resource, the launch toolkit. Hey, and then the next email might be, hey, I'm also over on Instagram and we often talk about this. Email four or email three even might be the social media email where you say, Here's here's how you can get in touch with me and chat with me. Um, I'm I'm at all of these places all the time. Like my Fearless Launching Lounge group, the uh, Instagram is where I am mostly, or the Fearless Launching um, student kind of commissary, <laughs> whatever it's called at this point. I don't think it's called the secret cave anymore or the secret hideaway, um, but. It's not really secret anymore. So you don't, this way you don't have to leak. You kind of bring them into the fold. You keep them involved so that no one is out of the loop because there is nothing worse than, think about it, someone joining your list and then you having to, then you forgetting to tell them um, because they're not new anymore. Like, so you need to basically telling people on a regular basis how to get in touch with you, how to be part of your world. And also, I think doing ongoing webinars is a great way to to make sure people know you're there, make sure people know what you're teaching. And um, this is something that I've committed to doing for 2015, really, is showing up more often, even if it's kind of uncomfortable. And for me, doing webinars isn't the most comfortable feeling, setting them up, getting all those pieces together. However, I have made it super easy for myself. And now, as you can tell, I'm mentioning it in this podcast. So people can just go over to my ansomoylove.com forward slash events page and know what is coming. Generally, the most updated webinars and events are there. Though right now, as I'm saying that out loud, I realize that mine is not up to date. But I do actually have a webinar even coming up next week if you're listening to this before March 2nd. So go over there, check it out. I'll make sure there's a link below. Um, And even if it's not live, I will likely have a replay you can get access to. So definitely check that out. And actually, you know, so this... This whole idea of engagement is really what's going to make these last minute launches easier. 
I always, I actually love thinking about it because how do we keep people engaged, part of the community throughout the entire year that these people will come back to your overall content and they'll, it'll, it really will be a community. And what I like to think, what I realized during, during, as I'm questioning myself of that is that will come back to your overall content schedule and how you engage people and Honestly, engaging people just means showing up, saying hello, answering your emails. And I know it's, you know, everybody likes to have and and say, engage your audience. But the truth is, it's just you showing up daily on Instagram with a long, maybe thoughtful post. It could be you um, responding to someone's question on Twitter. It could be you doing a weekly chat on Twitter. It could be you going to your Facebook page and answering questions and and being there and making yourself available and finding ways to regularly connect and engage with people who you're going to spring this launch on, (laughs) which I think is funny. Sorry, I'm laughing at my own notes because I'm like, you just have to make sure you show up for those people that you're going to spring this on. (laughs) Um, So the last part is the outreach schedule. So I know that in the past, I've talked about that it's great if you can do guest posts, have them all come out on the same day you launch or the week you launch or the week you open or the week you close. But what's just as good, honestly, and I found this over and over again, is simply doing regular outreach as opposed to, um, now it's great if you can have that lineup. It really is great to have like five or six different people tweeting you about stuff they have on their site or that they've got a blog post you wrote on their site. But you can just as easily um, create that excitement by posting those guest posts the week of your launch. So you've got to tell yourself that every month you are going to do a few guest posts. You're going to do a few interviews and you have to also think, am I going to do a webinar every month? Um, or maybe you're going to do an interview or maybe you're going to do a Q&A or whatever it is for you. And it's basically, um, actually, what's funny is those are the things you're going to see me doing is usually I show up on someone's virtual event every month. I do a few podcast um, episodes. I haven't been great about about doing guest posts, so I've been sharing a lot of my old ones, but I do have a few coming up. I also use, I believe it's Ryan Dice who talked about this uh, last fall, but, oh no, last, before, I mean in January last year, um, and that is kind of like reverse guest posting, and that's having guest posters on your own site because it's just like when you're guest posting on another person's site, they're going to promote the posts that they wrote or the th- the person who's going to get the most out of it often is the one who will promote the most. So I find guest posts on my site when, when I finally got a, got my head around the fact that I wanted to do them, I did them and they work really well. Uh, and I, but I, I do have to be kind of picky about what the topics are and, uh, when I post them. So 
you know, I've been really fortunate. I, I uh, went through a period of time last year where I was like, no more podcasts. And then I'm like, really, Anne? Those are really first world problems you've got there. So now I'm going on, I'm saying yes again to almost everything. So if you've got a podcast and you, you'd like to interview me, I am open for that and I will likely say yes. Um, and now I'm saying yes more often because I realize how important it is to have that regular stream of visitors and potential eyes from other sources. Um, so, oh, the other piece for that, for this, that I actually didn't mention for making these last minute launches work, uh, work better is to document clearly. And this is, it's funny that I'm, I'm mentioning this now because when I when I work with people on their launches, whether I'm managing the launch or I'm just looking at their launch to-do list, seeing what their plan is, when they plan on doing things, I always move one thing to the head of the class or the head of the top of the list, and that is the sales process. So just like that, I say that if you know that you're going to be relaunching something and you're going to be doing it in a rushed way or last minute, document how to set up your sales process and make it super clear. Step one, do this. Step two, you know, like basically take it, take whatever you need out of your WordPress, out of whatever you're using so you know how to make a button. How do you make, where's, what is the code that needs to go in? How do you create a, you know, a follow. How do you integrate the button with your email service provider? Where does your interest list code need to go? Have a specific. Okay, I have. You know, basically, you're going to have an interest list opt-in probably that you're going to have to turn into a button so that people can buy. So take that code from WordPress. That's your step one. Put it in your Google Doc right here. Replace that with this code to create the button. Be as simple as you possibly can, but make it super easy for yourself because you will be reteaching yourself how to set up your sales process every single time if you don't document this in some way. Um, make sure you have this step-by-step -step because if you're working last minute like that, and let's say you're doing it um, because let's say you're doing it, you yourself are doing it in the dead of night because you don't want to pass, you know, you don't want to pass something to another person last minute. Then you're not going to have to remember every single time what to do. So you need that documentation so that if you end up doing it and babe, if you are doing a last minute launch, do not hand it to someone and then expect everything to be perfect. Um, I always, I always am very, responsible about what I create. And so if I create something at the last minute, I'm like, I'm going to load this blog post because I am not going to send it off to be put into WordPress and scheduled at zero hour at the zero hour or whatever you want to call it. So once you have all those things working, so what do we talk about? We said your affiliate program, your autoresponder so that you can have an ongoing leaking and engaging process and set of emails and a way to communicate on a regular basis with, um, with people. Uh, you also want to have an ongoing outreach plan, stuff that you do all the time so that you don't have to hustle at the very last second 
if you don't, if you can't, you do want to know that you have at least some recent guest posts, recent interviews, recent outreach to call upon and use and support your launch. And then the last thing is document the process, the sales process and whatever else really you want to want to document. You might want to document, here's what needs to be updated on my sales page every time I do my last minute launch. That might be you know, what you need to do. So once you have all these things, then you can focus your time on sending emails to your list and saying, hey, we're opening today or tomorrow or we opened last night. (laughs) Um, And you only have a few little things that you're going to need to do to reopen whatever it is you're going to be reopening. So don't forget these three, well, four things. Like if you're going to launch, of course, I turn into a valley girl, like So if you're going to launch with less than a month lead time, you still do need those elements. You need those partners, the emails, the communication, the outreach, the leaking. But there's a way to do that through ongoing, consistent communication through some of the ways that I described today. So let's say in the future, you do realize you can take a little bit bit more time Um, You can still have that same consistent flow of stuff, so you don't have to add that into your list. So then a three-month launch can become way easier because your affiliate program's all set up. It's just about the communication. So if you have a three-month lead time, then you can do a webinar. With a month, one month, you can still do a free call or webinar, like I said. With six months, you might be able to do a video series or a blog series. You can do a whole affiliate promote, push, just for that specific launch even. The more time you give yourself, the more time you will have to build out these three areas that you've kind of, you're not just putting them on autopilot, but I do think you're allowing yourself a little more space. (laughs) If you have those going, then you can handle a last minute launch. Um, So just think about the time that you have left to do your launch. And thinking about making some of those things, regular tasks that will then allow you to grow and allow you to launch kind of whenever you want. It's not going to be just easy peasy. You're still going to have to communicate, be really clear about your offer and all of that. But but at least having those basic systems behind the scenes will really help you. Um, oh my goodness. I guess this wasn't a short call, was it? <laughs> So listen, I'm not a fan of launching last minute. So I don't, so I personally don't think that's a great idea. However, doing this, setting up your business like this with the affiliate program, the ongoing engagement and autoresponders to kind of keep people in the, in the community and the ongoing outreach, those are just great business practices if, you, you're, if you're online, you're running an online business because you don't want to add those add that stuff into the mix when you're launching. You want it to be really clear what you have to do for your specific launches. But And I really think if you've got those systems running, we talked to Val Geisler last week about systems, but if you've got those systems running that allow people to partner with you easily, to buy from you easily, and you're putting out consistent content and you're engaging constantly and you're, con- and you're always doing, you're always looking for ways to reach other people's audiences, then launching can be way easier. 
I want to thank you for listening today. This episode was kind of a strange one. It's kind of a topic that I have tons of notes on. So hopefully it wasn't too all over the place for you. But basically, I am a huge fan of making launching easier. I know it's not realistic to think you're going to have six weeks or 10 weeks or 10 months necessarily to prepare all your launch stuff. But I do know that with the systems that I talked about in this episode, you can make your business easier. And then, of course, your launches will be easier. So think about what I said. And then in the comments below the show notes, go to ansamoylove.com forward slash 42. I want you to tell me which one of these you're going to take action on. And... If you dare, tell me about your last minute launches because I want to know. I want to know how it went, what you wish you had done differently. Thanks again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I am so excited for the upcoming months. Fearless Launching doesn't come until May, but you might hear something about it next week if you attend our live class, which is all about running your business like a launch. That sounds scary. Okay, check the show notes below for all the details on that class. And I would love it, of course, if you would head over to iTunes. Give me a like, give me a review, give me some stars. I especially like stars, people. And I will see you on the next episode. Take care and have a great day.